Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Books, Bites, Booze, the podcast. If you're new here, I'm Madison. Hey everybody, my name's Alexis. Welcome back to the podcast. We're doing a late night edition today. <laughs> it is way later than we normally record, so if we sound a little uh, a little groggy. <laughs> yeah, and it's also um, like a severe thunderstorm here right now, so if you hear like thunder or really loud rain uh in the background that's what it is yeah um asher's currently guarding me right now he's been really on edge with all the high wind and stuff like he keeps rattling the windows and so he's perched right next to me that's funny yeah Mm -hmm. actually my cat's sitting right next to me so yeah Uh, the animals are (laughs) so on this episode we're gonna give you new cocktail recipes of course new dinner recipes we have um a new segment of what's happening in the book world. Um, Some really exciting things actually have came out recently that we're going to talk about at the end of this episode. Um, And then we know at the end of the last (laughs) episode, we told you guys that we were reading a river enchanted. Things happen. (laughs) Yeah. We couldn't do it. Um, Like, It just wasn't us. We stepped way too far out of our comfort zone. (laughs) And I really thought it was, like, I thought that we were going to be able to do it because I like fantasy books. I really, really do. Yeah. It just wasn't a match. And it was taking us so long to read that we got to a point where we were like, okay, either we're going to record, like, two months from now. Or we can just go ahead and skip to the Paris apartment. Like, one of those things is going to have to happen. It just wasn't. It wasn't going to work. So, we are skipping on to the next book, which is the Paris apartment. Um, And this was the our March book of the month. So, um, if you also chose that one and haven't read it yet then be sure to read before you listen because there are going to be spoilers. Yes, we're going to be recapping everything up to page 163. Let me check and see what chapter that is. I think it's like chapter... Oh, it doesn't even have chapter numbers. It's no, so yeah, it doesn't. That was really hard to like keep up with. Um, But like right after the first big twist that we find out. Yes, yes. Um, So that is where we stopped. Yeah, it's by Lucy Foley. It's the Paris apartment. It's got like a little cool apartment scene on there. Neat little book. I love it. I love it so far. But we'll get into that um, a little later. But just so you know, we are not (laughs) recapping A River Enchanted. Yes, which like it, it does seem like it's not that it's a bad book. It's just not necessarily our cup of tea and so it was just taking too long it was just yeah i actually read like really good reviews on it on like bookstagram and stuff like on the bookstagram like community and some of our followers and stuff i actually read decent reviews so i was like okay cool and then i started it and i was like okay this is you know a little slow and then it just no so yeah yeah and i feel like whenever like that might be a book I go back to to try and finish up like in my free time but yeah. you know for the purposes of this podcast like we do have to keep it moving you know like we're trying to put out episodes stay on a schedule <laughs> those yeah. types, you know yeah, somewhat literally 
and like talk about stuff that's gonna be fun you know like fun and interesting ones like I feel like that I personally would not have had much to much to say or offer to the conversation agreed but both of us read the first half of the Paris apartment in like t-minus four hours so we got it literally it was (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I can't wait to finish it after we finish recording Uh, Yes, but so tell me about your life this past. I think it's been like three weeks since I've talked to you. What is going on? Give me a house update. How's everything going? It's going. The wheels are still churning. We haven't fallen off yet. (laughs) It's promising. (laughs) We're hoping for like an early summer close if everything goes correctly these next this next couple months. Um, we're getting closer to our Vegas trip. Yay! Um, and CrimeCon, which I'm super freaking excited about. I cannot wait to get back and, like, tell y'all all about CrimeCon and how it was. Like, if you're into serial killers. I don't even know if I've mentioned this. I think I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure we talked about, like, how you went to Vegas and how I was going to CrimeCon. But anyway, it's basically, like, a convention for, like, true crime. So there's, like, podcasters there and detectives and investigators and all kinds of stuff so I'm like super duper excited about that I'm so jealous it's gonna be amazing you have to take notes on your phone the whole time so you can tell us all about it and like you should make business cards so that you can just like pass them out to everybody (laughs) yeah like we officially got like the schedule a couple days ago so I've just been trying to like map it out and like plan out our whole five days in Vegas. So anyway, what's been going on with you? Um, I'm in finals week of grad school right now. I have four classes left, so I'm trying to stay above water. So hopefully um, I'll be wrapping up soon. (laughs) I think um, I've been taking one class this semester, which I think I've talked a little bit about this, but this semester I tried to take two, you know, just to get my graduation date a little bit closer, but um, it's it's just too much because I'm working at Cheesecake Factory, I'm working at the theater company, and I'm doing school, so it's just yeah. a little much. But um, other than that, it's been really good. Uh, a lot of my friends at Cheesecake Factory are fulfilling their dreams and moving across the country, so one of them is moving to Colorado next week, and then two of them are moving to Arizona next month, and then another wow. one is moving to Tampa in June, so I'm like, everyone's leaving (laughs) I was was like Tim we're gonna have to move like we're gonna have to go somewhere like it's yeah like it really does like suck growing up and like everybody well like every stage of your life like for you now like you've bonded with like all your co-workers and stuff and then like when we were in Mobile everybody graduates and we all go our separate ways and it's, it's just yeah I know me and Logan actually talk about that like a lot about how like it's crazy how the people you once like saw every day now like you don't even see them or even maybe even speak I to know. them and Tim and I it's that's sad. so funny because Tim and I were having that conversation too and about how like each friend group has shaped us so much and like like I didn't listen to podcasts until you you know like <laughs> you're the one who got me into podcasts and, and you know what like, somebody I don't even remember who but I th- somebody got me into podcasts too like it was it wasn't something I, I don't even remember who it was but that's funny that you say that yeah and then you introduced me to the morning toast and then I have introduced 
everyone here to the morning toast. It's like a thing. Like my yes. friends Kelsey and Kyle, like every day we'll talk about it and what that going is on. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the first one that we really bonded over. Yeah, that one was the first one that I like religiously watched every well listened and watched the YouTube like every yeah. single episode. Okay, and then before we wrap up like our kind of like catch up i do have to say i finished the vampire diaries oh my god what okay. how was it yeah okay i know this like is so like has nothing to do with book spikes booze but i mentioned it last episode if you didn't listen and like we kind of got into a conversation on it so <laughs> i did finally finish and yes i highly recommend you go watch the last two seasons absolutely okay. Now, season seven, it was slow. I'm not going to lie. And you're probably going to be like, oh, my God, this is so hard to get through. But get through it because eight is it was one of my favorites. The the end makes it all worth it. I think that the beginning, like the very beginning of seven is when I stopped watching. So I'll I'll push through it. It's a very big switch from like Elena not being in it. Yeah. Um. But you get way more Damon and Stefan. Okay, good. I love them. See, in that, yeah, like it is so. I highly recommend that you finish, and then you come back and let me know what you think. <laughs> I'll report back next episode and okay, let you know okay. what I think. So, before we jump into our discussion, Alexis, what are you drinking? So I am drinking a blue coconut cocktail. I've been feeling very fruity this week. So it's um, cream of coconut. I do highly recommend using a strainer. I made that mistake. Um, Cream of coconut. I was expecting like cream, you know? No, it's like cream with whole chunks of coconut in it. And it's like very chalky. So I would strain it in there and you just like strain a cream of coconut or yeah, the cream of coconut in there. And then you use blue Curacao. I already forgot how to say it. (laughs) It's the Curacao Curacao. I think Um, Curacao. Yeah. And the, it's like the blue liquor. Um, and you mix those two um, equal, it's equal parts Malibu and blue Curacao. I'm losing my train of thought. So you put both of those in there and then you mix it with the coconut cream. And it's absolutely amazing. If you want to go super fancy and use like the chunks of coconut and like put it on the rim, you can make like a coconut rim instead of a oh salt my rim. Gosh, that's so cute. Uh, yes, it was it was amazing. I can't take credit for it. My friend Chris came over and he was making cocktails for like some project he was doing for school, so he filmed himself like as a bartender. It was super cute. Um, I love that. Yeah, he made it. You just take a little cocktail shaker, equal parts Malibu rum, equal parts blue cure and then um shake that up and then put the cream of coconut on it and then if you want the little rim on the glass so it's really easy it's just three things but the coconut and the blue curacao cut the bitterness of liquor you know like you can't even taste that there's alcohol in there yeah so okay what are you drinking okay so i actually picked a cocktail that i thought was going to coincide with a river enchanted that we were reading (laughs) but uh, since we kind of scrapped that i'm just sticking with the drink anyway um so i am actually drinking a mojito Mm. you probably all know how to make this already 
but it's actually one of the oldest alcoholic beverages in the books and it dates back to like the 16th century in Cuba. So I just thought that kind of went along with like the old antiqueness of a river enchanted. Anyway, it's um white rum, simple syrup, club soda, uh, fresh lime juice, and mint leaves. You start by kind of muddling your mint leaves and your lime juice in the bottom of your glass and then um adding your rum and a little bit of simple syrup and club soda you can totally omit the simple syrup as well if you want kind of like a stiffer drink and not like a little bit of that sweetness um and yeah it's super easy you can also add like fresh fruit one of my favorite fruits to add is blackberries um, so if you're like a blackberry fan, yeah, like just muddling those with your mint leaves in the bottom or blueberries. Um, there are like so many different ones that are really good in mojitos. So yeah. Yum. Mojitos are one of my favorite go-to drinks, you know, like those yeah. they are so good. Cheesecake Factory actually has a pineapple mojito. I think they oh just took gosh. it off the menu. Actually, I'm so sorry if they did. Um, I've never had a pineapple but- one. Okay, highly recommend because I wouldn't think that pineapple and the mint would go together. Yeah. It's incredible. And then they like wrap a pineapple slice around the rim of the glass to make it all pretty. It was, it's really, really good. I highly recommend that one. So if you ever go to the Cheesecake Factory around you. All right. So since we've switched everything up on everyone, let's go ahead and recap the first half of the Paris apartment. Um, So. Yes, Madison. What are you thinking of the first half of the book so far? Okay, so, so far, I'm absolutely loving it. I am loving the amount of suspense. Um, You know, like I talked about when we um, recapped Reckless Girls, how like I wanted more suspense in the first half of the book, like something to kind of keep me on edge. And this book is 100% doing it for me. Agreed. Um. I love all the different viewpoints that we get to see, point of views, and it's, like, not to the point where it's confusing, and I kind of thought it was going to be at first. The only thing that confuses me is that it's written from first person, and it's I, like me and I. That part throws me off whenever I get to reading too fast, and I have to be really careful about making sure I check in with, like, who it is and where it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I think the suspense is amazing. And I love the way it's written. Since it is first person, it'll have very personal writing styles for each different viewpoint. Like Sophie, which we'll break down the characters in just a second. But just as an example, like Sophie's is very serious. And like her perspective is usually not as like funny or like sporadic. But then like Jess's is all over the place. (laughs) And also the short chapters. Oh my gosh. I love Love. short chapters. Yep. Then short freaking chapters. So I love that about this. The scenery. I think that so far um, Lucy Foley has done such a good job of setting up where we are. Like I can picture everything perfectly. Like I can see the stone staircases. I can see the cellar. I can see the apartment layout, like the streets of Paris. Like I can see it in my head exactly how she's writing it. I agree. And I love that it's like 
the setting is like the end of October in Paris. So it's like uh, we see Jess talk about like the fall leaves on the ground. And like I can just picture how during the day it's one temperature. And then as it, you know, gets darker, it gets really cold. And that's kind of like, I don't know, just part of the suspense, I guess, is like the middle of October in Paris. I don't know. Yes, It's a vibe. Yeah, it's about- <laughs> it is. It is. I love that. Good. Who's your favorite character so far? Like, who's your favorite viewpoint to read from right now? Sophie, a bad bitch. <laughs> yes. Um. Um. I. I'm kind of rooting for Sophie, honestly. It, but I mean, now I do like Jess, of course. I mean, she's she's obviously the main character, but uh, I really like Sophie's character. I just like how. Mm, I don't really know what it is I like about her, but she just has that, you know, sleek black bob that they talk about as far as her hair goes, her Hermes scarf, her Chanel, her lipsticks, and like she's just a true trophy wife, but I can also see how there's like a lot of trauma hidden somewhere that we're gonna find out um for sure anna wintour meets gossip girl yeah that's what i picture for her character okay love that i love that actually yeah she's got that like tense sleek put together look but then she's also not so yeah i think sophie right now is my favorite to read from there's sophie who is married to jacques so Sophie and Jacques live on the penthouse of the apartment building where the main character, Jess, has come to visit her brother. She gets to her brother Ben's apartment. He's supposed to be there waiting for her. And she shows up. Apartment's empty. No sign of Ben. There's blood on his cat's paws. It smells like bleach. She finds his necklace hidden in the floorboards. Like, clearly something is wrong. And she's a little worried. So we have, like you said, Sophie on the penthouse. Mimi and Camille live on the fourth floor. Ben, who is Jess's brother, lives on the third floor. The second floor is Nick. And then the first floor is Antoine. Yeah, and, like, it's so weird to me that the apartment building's laid out to where there's only one apartment on each floor. Yeah, like, those have to be huge. Yeah, I was confused by that, but I don't know if that's, like, a common thing, maybe, like, in in Paris or, like, around in in France. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they just have to be that rich because that just keeps coming up, and it just keeps talking about how like he wouldn't be able yeah like how he wouldn't be able to afford that on like a journalist salary exactly yeah like there's no way ben could have been living there writing food reviews as a journalist as far as ben goes he's either missing disappeared or murdered what what do you think happened do you think if he's not murdered he is bleeding out somewhere like he's not okay like we see the scene where he's being attacked and he's got like the blood coming out of him and like slammed up on the window you know like there's he's clearly not okay i don't know he i don't want to say he died because i would love for him to make a comeback you know like i would love for that but i just feel like it's about to not happen i personally think that 
yeah, he's dead. And I think they used the curtains in the apartment to move his body because they have talked about those damn curtain rings (laughs) hanging up there, but no curtains the whole book. So that is my thought. It's like a game of Clue. I think it was the knife from the gun in Sophie's apartment (laughs) with the curtains from Ben's apartment with the blade in the dumbwaiter that led to Mimi's apartment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just that. And that is exactly the truth. That yeah, is exactly, it's like, it's like the game of Clue in Paris. Have you, did you watch the, the series with Selena Gomez? Um, Only the Murder in the Building? It's exactly like this. Yes, you oh have to go watch it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've heard great things about it, but okay, I'll add that to my list. That's good stuff. And season two is about to come out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. Okay, awesome. But it's very much the same vibe of, like, murder mystery, but, like, you don't know what's going on. Like, you don't know if it was murder, like, what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty good. I was going to say, so we've established, like, who everyone is in the dynamics of everyone, like there's just a lot of tension and secrecy behind this building. Like all of the apartment complex people are weird, including the concierge who lives in the shack outside. But yet they all seem to know each other. Exactly. Like they're secretive, but yet they all know like everything about each other and like secrets about each other. Yeah. And they keep referencing, like, they all have each other's backs and they all watch each other through the windows and, like, they all just creep on each other all the time. Yeah. That's so weird to me. (laughs) One question that I have is, like, who do you think has been using the spy holes that are, like, behind the stairwells? I feel like it's either Sophie or Jacques because that they have been in that building the longest and they probably, I don't know, but Nick knows the history of the building really well. So it could be Nick. I just don't know. I think that Ben was using them. Okay. That's actually genius. The door was like in his apartment. She said that like he had a couch, like pushed up against it. Like he was hiding it and that she didn't know if the holes were like old or knew that's true and he was like researching the building and trying to like dig up information from everybody so i think he was watching everybody after he got there and discovered like something's off so smart no i could totally see that do you think were there doors on each level or was it just the door on his level and then i don't know i don't know that's a good question I need to go back and reread that part. But no, that's an amazing theory because that would make sense since he was spying on them. Yeah. Also, I 100%. So whenever Jess goes to the police and like can't communicate with them because she doesn't know French. And then she gets Nick to come to the police station with her. I 1000% believe that Nick lied every word to the. Oh, I do too. That was the scene where I was like, okay, he's not the nice guy that they've Mm -hmm. been like building him up to be. I mean, he was really put in the perfect position because she allowed him to give his contact information to them. That set him up perfectly. I definitely think he knows. That was the first time that I actually thought he was Sophie's son, which was mm-hmm. the, big, the big twist. Um, I was shook. I did not see that coming at all. The fact yeah. that it's Sophie and Jacques and then their kids are Mimi from the fourth floor 
Nick from the second floor and Antoine from the first floor. They're right. all family. And, and but the thing that threw me off, I guess, is that they're so different. Like yeah. Antoine's like an angry drunk asshole. Nick is like the nice guy. And Mimi's freaking I mean, like on the edge. She is yeah. I mean, strung out. She stresses me out. But she clearly is on the verge. Like she's not mentally well. <laughs> like yeah. she's clearly There's got something wrong there. Yeah, she's about to lose it. She just seems really stressed out. She's vomiting at the mention of Ben's name. She's spilling drinks whenever uh, Jess says that she went to the police. She's like, yeah, she's a mess. And so, like, I actually did read the page after after where we stopped. It does say that Nick and Antoine are Sophie's stepsons. Mm-hmm. And that Mimi is her and Jock's daughter. Okay. So I think that Nick and Antoine must be from Jock's first marriage, maybe. Maybe. Or there's going to be some kind of story behind that. So I don't know if we said it, but Nick is the one. He was friends with Ben. So Nick is the one who invited Ben to come and live in that apartment building. So I'm wondering if Ben knew who Nick was like, so Ben and Nick didn't talk for almost a decade. And then all of a sudden Nick and Ben just happened to run into each other at a bar and catch up. And then Nick invites him to come live with them. And I'm pretty sure that he moved in like three days later. So I'm willing to bet that uh, Ben had targeted Nick's family as a story and he wanted to get in that. And he was like, like planned the meetup and like strategically got back in Nick's life to try and make the story set him up. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true, but I mean, it works for a journalist perspective. Like if he wants a big story and he figures out that Nick's family is what, I mean, clearly there's something going on. But my thing is like, how has Jess figured all this out in one day, two days? I guess we don't really know what Ben discovered yet or, like, what he's found out. If he was researching this, I don't understand how she figured all this shit out in two days. And he's been minus 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> like, she went around, got locked in a cellar, which, okay, let's, let's like, go through each of the creepy things. So, yeah. Jess saw a person hiding outside the apartment building when she first got there. There was someone hiding behind a car watching her. Yeah. Then she gets in the apartment. There's blood on the cat's paws, like we talked about, all that stuff. She feels like someone's watching her, which we later realize is from the peephole. Yeah. So then someone comes in her apartment, which that entire scene had me, like, chill. Like, my, I had goosebumps. Like, I was scared. Me too. It was freaky. So someone comes into her apartment in the middle of the night, pitch black dark, steals the notebook that she had found that Ben was using to take literally one note. Oh, Jesus Christ, Asher, that was my dog. (laughs) That scared me so bad. That means Tim just pulled in the driveway. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Oh, he's protecting me. Anyways, so... uh, She gets trapped in the cellar, in the basement. Someone locks her in the cellar. She finds the stone staircase. So she finds the stone staircase hidden in the bedroom or in the living room, wherever. Goes down the staircase because she hears someone in it. So clearly someone else is using it besides Ben. Yeah. Then gets to the bottom, tries to find the person. They lock her in the cellar. 
and then Nick lets her out. So maybe yeah. Nick was using it and then like played it off. I don't know. And, and then the maid's quarters. What the hell is upstairs in the maid's quarters? That is another huge question. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Excellent point. And why is Sophie the only one with the key? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I mean, from what I've gathered, she basically owns that whole hotel. I mean, well, it's not a hotel. It's an apartment complex. But she must, her and Jock must own the entire apartment complex. And then my question is, if they got married, did she have it before or did he have it before or did they buy it together? Because I don't understand why she's the only one with a key. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out my theory for how I think it's going to end because we always do this and we're usually wrong. Throw them out there anyways. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that because you know when Jess and Nick are like walking to the police station they see all those like missing people posters I believe Sophie is killing people that live in that spare apartment and burying them in the garden in the courtyard because why is she the only one that tends to the garden and she that is a request of her she doesn't let anybody else tend to it yeah and it had just been replanted the morning after Ben went missing. Yes. They talked about how there was like fresh ground. There had just been something replanted there. And I also watched like a uh, a John Wayne Gacy <laughs> documentary not too long ago. And, you know, that's what he did to his victims. And it maybe I'm just, you know, connecting something sense. that's not there. If the pieces fit. <laughs> like... Uh, but yeah, that's my theory and I could be completely wrong. And if so, then I blame it on the John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) So I want to know one big puzzle piece for me. Like one big question is who was the girl that approached Jess out in the streets of Paris? Yes. The crazy girl that looks terrified. Okay. So Jess found like women's panties under his pillows when she got there. I believe that he was seeing that girl and told her stuff that he had uncovered and she knew that they those people were probably coming after her and that she was scared. Okay, I have a theory. Okay, I want to hear yours. I think that the entire family did something, first off. I think that, like, Mimi, Nick, Antoine, and Sophie did something. I don't know about Jacques because we don't know anything about him, but I think the four of them got themselves into to some shit. I don't know if they killed someone or what, but I think that the four of them did something so bad that it wronged the crazy girl from the streets. I think Ben and that crazy girl from the streets were seeing each other and he was like, okay, wait a minute. This is my big story. I have an in because I know this man I'm going to go get in there and write a story about it. So he stops seeing her so that they don't know. He goes into the apartment, moves in, starts investigating. Then they realize that there's a connection and they kill him. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Maybe. And another thing I want to know is what was that blue card that Jess found in his wallet? Because that editor guy that she went to meet, he snatched that thing. That thing was gone point that i forgot about that as well yeah and mistake number one don't give away your evidence that you find (laughs) 
And, okay, so we know that, like, somebody came in his apartment and that he was leaving just a voicemail when all this happened. When we saw from his point of view, like, kind of what was happening, he said she always called him Ben Silvertongue. Wasn't that mentioned somewhere at the beginning of the book? Somebody called him that? Because I went back and tried to look and I could not find it. And I was like... I feel like somebody called him that. So it was either like Sophie or the concierge maybe. But I'm thinking that it's Sophie. I don't remember which one, but I feel like it was the concierge and she was like, he used that silver. Maybe it was Sophie. I don't know, but I feel like you're right. I feel like that was referenced before. Like he had a silver tongue. He could use his character or like his um, charm to get him into anything. Right. And then it said, like, the knife was missing. There was a missing knife from um, Jock's, like, collection when Jess went up to, like, have drinks in, in the penthouse, which I think is, like, so weird. Um, I just would not, I just, I, I just don't think I would go to my neighbor's apartment and have drinks every Sunday evening. Like, I don't know. That's just a whole, <laughs> no. I don't know. I think I'm it was to, with like, a rope. The butler did it in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> <literally>, yeah. <laughs> I think Sophie did it with that damn missing knife mm-hmm. in Nick's apartment. <laughs> okay, and I, I think everybody else freaking knew about it. Mm-hmm. Because everyone sees in there. There's no way they didn't see Ben being brutally murdered. They're all watching those the windows all yeah. the time. But the thing about it is, is there has to be more than just Ben because what the hell is he, was he investigating? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a big story there. What's the big story? I yeah. mean, it, it, there has to be some kind of crime or evil that they're like covering up. And another thing, why the hell is Antoine a raging freaking drunk? Well, it's yeah. probably because his mom is a damn murderer or, or well, a psycho. Yeah, he's covering I mean, all that stuff up. And then Nick, I really think, is trying to be, you know, kind of the nice guy. But I think it's a front. I think I he's going to end front. up being, I think he's going to end up being like the right-hand man. He's and the then I think Mimi really doesn't want any damn part of it. And this is why she's flying off the hinges, because she's dealing with all this damn trauma. Yeah, and then she's got this roommate who's just living life in her free apartment. Okay, <laughs> Camille of it all also just like, but I mean, we don't even see. Yeah, like, it's Camille... just comedy. Like, she's... yeah, yeah, that bugs me because how the hell are you living in this apartment and all this shit's going down and she just ain't got a damn. I mean, she's nowhere to be found. We don't it's even just, hear from Camille. It's just an understood thing. Camille understands that her position, she hears nothing, she sees nothing, and she is provided for. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last thing that I really just want to say is um, the concierge. Yes, yes, we need she to talk about her. She is such a big character for me, and she's the one we've seen, like, the least amount of. But sh- to me, like, she's the most kind of, like, secretive. We don't really know a lot about her, but it seemed that, like, Ben was really nice to her. And she apparently knows everybody's secrets, knows everything about everybody. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, how she's going to end up being a part of this. Which, if they're all family, then that means that she basically works for them. You know, yeah. like she works for the family, not for the apartment complex. Like she's not right. a concierge; she's like a 
private manager. Yeah, she's like a gatekeeper. Class (laughs) cleaning lady. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know about her. Whenever Jess turned around and she was just like there in the courtyard and she was like, yeah, that's pretty for you. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, see, everybody's trying to like point her away. Antoine was trying to like point her away. And then the concierge tried to point her away. And even like, so I feel like people are trying to like give her a damn hint, like get the hell out while you can. And Nick's like, come on in, come over to my apartment. Sophie's like, come in. I mean, she's not like that, but she's like, come in and get drinks. Yeah. And okay. Sorry. I have another day. No, I'm ready. Keep going. Where is Ben's laptop? Oh my god, you're right. I bet whoever came in, I mean, obviously whoever came in is probably whoever killed him. Oh, I completely forgot about this. Camille has his other key. <gasps> yeah. Camille has the other key to this apartment. The one coming in and out of the apartment. I mean, she's got to be right because she's got the key. Unless the concierge like has an extra set of keys or like unless Sophie has another set well, of keys. Well, we know that Sophie has a key to every door in that place. But I do agree that I think Camille might have been the one that came in. I just don't um, know. Okay, I, yeah, we're, we're just, we could go in, in circles for a damn hour. But you know this. what? I will say that we just had almost a 26-minute conversation about the plot of this book. And had we been reading A River Enchanted, it would have been like four. Dude, I don't even know what I would have said about that. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see if any of our predictions come true in part two. And yeah, and yeah, we'll wrap it up. up. Do you want to jump straight into food recipes? Yeah. Okay, so give us your recipe, Alexis. I'm doing an appetizer, even though I feel like I do appetizers every single time. (laughs) Here's another um, good little gluten-free appetizer that you can do. Um, It's bacon-wrapped chicken bites. It's just bacon and grilled chicken and some spices. It's super easy. Does not take too long to cook at all. Um, so this is just a really great one. We did it the other day whenever we had like five of our friends coming over to watch a movie and they were a hit because they're not like too filling. So you can like eat a bunch of them and you don't feel sick. Anyways. Okay. So you take two chicken breasts that are boneless and skinless and cut them into like one inch cubes or, you know, approximately to bite size. You're going to take a half a teaspoon of salt and a teaspoon of pepper. You're going to take Um, onion powder, like a half a teaspoon of onion powder and half a teaspoon of garlic powder. And of course you can adjust the seasonings to taste. If you like one more than the other, do whatever you want. And then we did a tablespoon of parsley just to, you know, give it a little extra kick. So throw all those either. You can do it one of two ways. If you are in a rush, I recommend just throwing a saute pan on the stovetop throwing some olive oil in there and just cooking them on the stovetop. It's a lot faster. Um, But if you really want like the seasoning to come out a little more, I would bake it. So we baked it. You just preheat the oven to 350 degrees, cover it with a baking sheet and or cover a baking sheet with aluminum foil, put your chicken bites on there and cook the chicken about halfway through. So for us, that was like 25 minutes. 20 minutes, take them out, wrap it with bacon, and then put it back in. And then once it's done, I mean, 
just check, make sure your bacon looks good and crispy. If not, throw it back in there for a few extra minutes and then you're, you're done. That's it. You just take it out and it's ready to go. If you want to sprinkle some extra seasonings on top, you can. Um, one of my friends, Chris, he actually gave me this recipe. He seasons the outside of the bacon. Um, I didn't like doing it that way just because I felt like the seasoning didn't get into the chicken. But if you want like extra seasoning, you can season the chicken and the bacon and do it that way. So that sounds really good. You can play with it how you choose. But yes, bacon wrapped chicken bites. There you are. Sounds so good. So what are you eating this week? Okay, so I'm actually giving a Cajun chicken pasta recipe and it's like a crock pot recipe. We actually made this a few weeks ago at my parents for dinner one night and it was absolutely amazing. Um, So what you will need is some olive oil, a pound of chicken breast, uh, a pound of smoked sausage sliced into one inch pieces, three cups of heavy cream, four cups of chicken broth, four tablespoons of butter, Cajun seasoning, garlic cloves, fresh garlic, or you can use like minced garlic if you have that, uncooked penne pasta, half a cup of hot water, some shredded Parmesan cheese, and salt and pepper and garlic powder to taste. That sounds like a lot, but you'll be able to read these recipes on our website at Books, Bites, Booze after, um, so you can kind of read everything there. But anyway, just here's the instructions. You just pat your chicken breast dry, season with salt and pepper, and some garlic powder. I season like all of my chicken for any recipe with those three things, salt, pepper, garlic powder, and then like whatever additional I want to add it to. Um, heat the olive oil and just quickly sear your chicken breast on both sides. If you're doing this all day and you want to just kind of put it in in the morning and let it cook all day, you can do uncooked chicken first. Um, but this is kind of just the best way to do it to make it less time in the crock pot. Once your chicken breasts are seared, you add your chicken breasts, the sausage, heavy cream, chicken broth, butter, garlic cloves, and half a teaspoon of salt, Cajun seasoning, black pepper to the slow cooker. Cook on low for about four hours or two to three hours on high. And until your chicken is cooked all the way through, once it is, remove it from the slow cooker, set aside to cool and slice, and then you're going to add half a cup of hot water in the uncooked penne pasta back into the crock pot. And cook it for about another 30 minutes until the pasta is really cooked to how you want it. You're going to stir in your Parmesan cheese, your sliced chicken, and additional salt and black pepper to taste. And you serve. I know it sounds like a lot. Um, It's really hard to like give a really long recipe on the podcast. Um, But you can find the recipe on our website at booksbitesboost.com. That sounds absolutely marvelous. It was so good. Yes, that one thing that I miss from before I stopped eating gluten is the, oh my God, what's it called? The Chipotle chicken pasta from Cheese oh, yeah. Factory. Oh, or just like any <laughs> spicy, like nothing but noodles, Chipotle pasta. I oh, love nothing but noodles. So yes. good. Love so a good, good pasta. So now let's talk about what is happening in the book world. As Jackie Oshre would say, book news. <laughs> book news. I'm excited. News. A little bit of book news. There's a lot that has came out in the last couple weeks. Very first um, is 
Craig Conover's new book that he released. You don't watch Southern Charm, do you? I do know who Craig is. He's dating Paige DeSorbo because Paige and Hannah have a podcast together called Giggly Squad, and I listen to Mm -hmm. them every day. Love that. Okay. So So, I do know Craig. Yeah. So I went like on a Southern Charm binge uh, a couple months ago, I guess it was. I don't really remember. Maybe like at the end of 2021. Anyway, I'd never watched it all the way through. So I call all the way up. I love it. It's like my freaking guilty pleasure. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. So when I saw that book, I was like, okay, that's interesting because he like kind of has came a long way. And um, I haven't read it yet. I've seen some good things about it. And I'm kind of curious about what he talks about in there. So, yeah. Yeah. They had a copy of his book on the Morning Toast because Paige was a co-host, I think, last week on the Morning Toast. Yeah. He was out and they talked about it. And I didn't even realize that he was writing a book. Okay. So, The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna, which I have been wanting to read that one. That's the same book that we keep coming back to and talking about. And I keep saying I'm going to go read it. Uh, So The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna will be debuting next year. And it's going to have Dakota and Elle Fanning in it, which I think that's going to be amazing. I so agree. I'm really excited about it. That's going to be a good one. What else is happening? The Seven Husbands of Evelyn, of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid will be a new Netflix film. Oh, um, I'm so excited. Me too, but uh, why didn't they make it like a seven-part series? Agreed. It should have been a series, Agreed. not a freaking film. And this is an unpopular opinion. Don't come at me, Netflix lovers, but like, why has it got to be Netflix? Okay. Yeah. Netflix has been putting out shitty content for the past year. And that is a fact that yeah. they have not made waves with a Netflix original, the way that Hulu and HBO have in a quite a long time. Now, maybe this will be their comeback story and maybe this will be the one because there's a lot of hype around this movie, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, just hoping totally, it does it justice. I totally could have seen this being like an HBO limited series, you know? Yeah. I could have too. But I agree with you on that. I'll be happy with what we're given. I guess. We'll watch it no matter what. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. We'll watch it and we'll come and, I don't know, report on it and let you know what we think. Yeah. But speaking of Netflix, there is a new show or there's like a new series coming out called But Have You Read the Book? And I'm thrilled because it's just a bunch of books to grammars and it's our community and we're making it to Netflix. I did not know this. I don't think I knew this. So yes, um, it looks amazing. It's like a partnership between Starbucks and Netflix, which is very interesting to me. Interesting. But here, I'll pull up a little thingy about it. Have you read the book? Netflix Book Club is a destination for literary and entertainment lovers that offers a window into the process of adapting the world's most read series. It says it's announcing a Netflix book club with host... I'm so sorry if I say her name wrong. I think it's Uzo Aduba. And it's just talking about how they're going to bring conversations about books into it. And it's going to be a new social series in partnership with Starbucks. And they're going to talk about 
you know, books that have turned into bestsellers like Bridgerton, The Queen's Gambit, like all that kind of stuff. So it's just going to talk about that whole process. I'm so excited. That is awesome. I'm really excited about that. I will definitely watch it. We've got a lot of book stuff coming our way. And I'm just, I wish I could go back to like seven-year-old me and be like, there are other people who like to read. You will connect with them one day. Yes. I've always liked to read. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. I was that like kid in high school. Well, that like carried around my Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) And like read like in the gym. And like when I was in like peer classes or whatever, like I think I was a peer helper like every year. And I would just sit there and read on my Kindle. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Me and I feel like it was me, my friend Eliza, and one other girl. And we would have like a book club that wasn't even an official book club. Like, one of us would read a book and then just like pass it to the other one in the hallway. Yeah. We'd read it during the next class and then pass it to the next one, you know. And like back then I really was so into like Kindle and the screens and stuff. And now I just want a huge, glorious, organized bookshelves full of like paperback and hardbacks. Like I don't even read my Kindle anymore. Yes, my bookshelf's a mess because I've been using it to film our TikToks. And so I keep like (laughs) taking out whole shelves of books and putting them on the ground. Like there's literally stacks of books around me right now on the floor. So um, on the next episode, we're going to wrap up our discussion on the Paris apartment and of course have new cocktail and dinner recipes for you. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Books Bites Booze. Check out our website. If you are looking to join Book of the Month and um, you would like a referral code for a free book, send us an email at booksbitesbooze at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll get you hooked up. Helps yeah. you, helps us, everybody yeah. helps each other. It's a great community. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see you uh, next episode. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.